1: life of an american woman in london yes muslim zachariah bolhan a somalian refugee in london he's the animal he's the animal who butchered an american terrorist and left four others injured in a knife attack about 10:30 last night in london of course london mayor the muslim london mayor says nothing to worry about don't worry a guy just had mental health problems. It's not terrorist related and Obama, of course, right there with him. It's a conspiracy of silence on the Hagman and Hagman report tonight. As we bring you the news, the information behind the news right here on the Global Star Radio Network. Welcome to this episode of the Hagman and the Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in northwest Pennsylvania. We broadcast live every weeknight, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, of course. I'm Doug Hagman with Joe Hagman together, something I like to call America's premier father-son investigative reporting team. But, you know, I was criticized for being dramatic the other night. Dramatic. <laughs> I I get I guess I, I I guess when you take a nineteen-year-old Somalian and you b- butcher an American woman on the streets of London, that's not dramatic. But I am. I, I guess when you have eight thousand. Syrians in this country illegally, 99%, 99 99.5% Muslim, shielded by the Department of Homeland Security, who grants temporary amnesty, temporary protection status, TPS status, when they have no authority. That's not dramatic is it no these animals who adhere to the death cult of Islam that's not dramatic you know the ones that slit open the throats of Catholic priests and smile about it that's not dramatic and of course, the conspiracy of silence that is, that is adhered to by the mass media, the corporate mass media, the, the people in the chairs behind the microphones and behind the cameras who will do anything have sold their souls for a seat at the globalist table to remain silent. It's not dramatic, is it? Just another day at the, another day at the park, right? We've got the United Nations backing secret Obama takeover of police. That's right. Obama dances with Muslims. Dances while this country is, being led to slaughter. And we told you this was going to happen. We told you that Obama was a Muslim. We told you that Obama had a questionable past and pedigree. And there was laughter. There was mocking. And then you've got this leftist Marxist pope sitting in the Vatican. And if this offends Catholics, I, what can I tell you? I'm not assailing Catholics. I'm, I'm talking about the, Marxist pope that we've got in the Vatican who blames terrorism, not on, on Islam, but on capitalism. We've got terrorism and immigration being prop, b- being the, well, it's all propaganda according to the Illuminati-controlled mass media and then you've got the father of the hero that was killed in in uh, the the war brought out by the DNC who's been exposed for what he is, but you've got the conspiracy of silence behind them gripping the media because they refuse to come out with the truth Because the truth, of course, would expose Obama, would expose the DNC, would expose the people on the right and on the left, the globalists who are nothing but puppets of the puppet masters that are leading this country and the West into their deaths. You've got Huma Abedin, the body girl, Hillary, Diane Rodham, the witch Clinton, who's connected to the Saudis. And of course, a conspiracy of silence around that. You got people like George Stephanopoulos, who's got to correct Obama even back in 08, but his Muslim faith. Folks, I believe, it's my personal belief that God hates cowards. And as Christians, we're not called to be cowards. We're called to saddle for battle. Are we not? And if you don't want to take action in that, if you don't want to saddle for battle, if you don't want to fight when the battle is brought to you, that's on you. But I for one know what I'm going to do. We're witnessing something called Hijra. It's, it's a, it, it's a jihad through Muslim invasion. We're witnessing the empowerment of evil and evil being the weaponized Muslim army in this country. we are witnessing slaughter after slaughter after slaughter after slaughter of Christians around the globe and the conspiracy of silence that has gripped the progressive Marxists in this country from the top of the regime in Washington to the pews of the churches in America you've got fear coming from the churches we can't afford to tolerate we can't afford to offend we can't afford to offend offending we could lose our 501c3 status we could lose whatever is in the collection plate we could lose well we could lose numbers and that wouldn't be good fear fear has in my view has given way has given way to what should be boldness in the face of evil and if that sounds dramatic to you, if I sound dramatic to you, I I hope I do. Because how much more dramatic can it be? Uh, how, how much more drama do we need to see in America? Across the globe? Do you think that do you think that what? Is it gonna take? A sacrifice of, of a politician, of a presidential hopeful, to be dramatic? Is it going to take the sacrificing of a, of a child on live TV in, in, on the streets of Washington, DC, to be dramatic? When are when are the Christians going to say enough is enough, and more importantly, when are Christians going to rise up and say I'm done? You're not gonna you're not gonna muzzle me. When are Christians Christian pastors going to rise up and say not here, not anymore? I uh, I am going to stand firmly for my faith in my faith. We all have to stand up. We have a choice to make. We we can make a difference, ladies and gentlemen. The new media can make a difference. If you're listening to this show, you can make a difference. But not if you succumb to the conspiracy of silence. Not if you play wimp in the face of adversity, in the face of evil. How dare anyone, how dare anyone not speak up in the face of evil? How dare anyone accuse others of being intolerant when blood is being shed all across the globe and there's a war against Christians, a war on Christianity. When Christian doctrine is being perverted, how dare you call yourself a christian and, and sit there and shut up and not say a word we've got no we've got no right to do that we have an obligation to stand up it is 1775 maybe <clears throat> it it is maybe the days before world war 1 But you're going to be called upon. If you're listening to this broadcast and you're living today, you're going to be called upon to make a choice. And the choices may seem hard, but they're really simple. They may not be easy, but they're certainly going to be simple. You either choose life, meaning eternal life, or you choose eternal damnation. But, but, But you see, in my view, failing to choose accepting to remain choosing to remain silent you've made a choice that's your choice succumbing to the evil and twisted and perverse doctrine of political correctness is a choice accepting the fact that 4,000, or whatever the number is, unborn children per day in this country are snuffed out and sacrificed to the god Moloch. That's your... If you say nothing, then you're complicit in my view. And how dare anyone, how dare anyone turn their guns inward on people attempting to make a difference you know one thing that we do have we've got the numbers we can win solely on the numbers can't we we can win by just showing up unlike The people who were turned away at the Trump rally when they cut off the numbers at a thousand, when four thousand was the capacity. Why didn't the people say, wait a minute, wait, wait, this is wrong. Why are more people speaking up and speaking out? What's, what's your excuse? Not you, the audience, but what's, what's your excuse if you just happened on this radio show? What's your excuse? What's your excuse for not following your conscience and God? What's your excuse for tolerating transgendered bathrooms, the the myth, the lie? What's your excuse for tolerating the lie? of the LGBT community what, what what's what's our collective excuse for for allowing 1.5 to 3% of the population to dictate the rules and 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 the policies of 97% of the of the population we can win on the numbers alone but we choose not to how dare anyone come back and say you know didn't realize Obama would would have done this done what what he's done, he told you what he was going to do and we individually and collectively in the new media, in the alternative media, in this media we told you what was going to happen we had insiders tell us what the plans were and the plans are steamrolling ahead force he's got about 97 days left in office you don't think the world can change in 97 days it could change in 97 seconds and it's changing that quickly right now the conspiracy of silence is the name of the program tonight I'm not certainly going to dominate the program. Of course, I'm Doug Hagman. For those who don't know me and my son, Joe Hagman, we are in this program together. But I wanted to set the tone, the tenor of tonight's program. Because, folks, I'm on the offensive. I am righteously angry, and, I, and I'm on the offensive. And I think we all need to be on the offensive now. I'm not talking about violence, I'm not talking about anything illegal, immoral, certainly not. I'm talking about righteously walking the path and making a difference in your lives, in the lives of people around you, in the lives of your family. If you woke up this morning and you are a Christian male ask yourself, what have you done today to advance the agenda the Christian agenda what have you done in your walk in your walk of faith have you just chosen, opted to Have you? Just, did you just choose just to smack someone else around on the blog or on Facebook or on social networking or write some drivel criticizing somebody or something because, oh, they're just not doing it right. They, they're they not walking right with the Lord. No, 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 no. They can't do it that way. Or are you truly making a difference? I know what Steve Quayle has gone through 25 years. And the reason I mention that it's because we, you know, we have our share of critics and people who struggle for relevance. And the only way they could struggle for relevance or the only way they could attain relevance is to break down others, whether it be us or any one of the truth telling media people out there. And they're very few. But you know what? We are in the fight of our lives, and if you don't know it right now, we can't help you. You are too far gone. If you are not convinced today, sitting there today at your computer or in your car listening to this broadcast, if you're not convinced that we are in the fight of our lives, do me a favor. Turn off the computer, turn off the radio turn off your iPhone iPod, iPad, whatever you might be listening to and go to Chuck E. Cheese's or some fun house somewhere and enjoy yourself because you either have to lead follow a leader or get out of the way Because I'll tell you something. We are saddling for battle. It's time to saddle for battle. It's time to expose the wiles even further of the globalists. It's time to call a spade a spade. Oh, wait! Can't do that! I think I just committed a word crime. Wait, let me reverse the shirt don't tread on me that I've got because I don't want to offend anyone it's time for us to wear the shirt don't tread on me what do you mean by that where'd that come from because we must not succumb to the perversion of political correctness any longer we've we've, this country and I've said this before and I'm going to say it again This country does not have a problem with intolerance. We've got a problem with tolerance. We tolerate the slaughter of the unborn. We tolerate homosexual sodomite behavior. And we tolerate perversion of all types. We tolerate perversion of doctrine. We tolerate everything in the name of Christianity in a way if you're a Christian but you see by itself that's a perversion of Christianity well it's time now to choose sides now the last time I said that oh did I get was I taken the task I don't care anymore because the gloves are off this is a new day it's a new time, and see if you don't stand up now and choose sides, and if you don't get active right now and choose sides, I'm going to tell you something. Your children may not have the opportunity to spit on your grave. They may be they may be swinging from a hemp rope in, 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 a, in a femA camp or be subjugated by 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 a Muslim folks we are watching the systematic planned destruction of this country you know that you knew that I don't have to tell you that as 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 Joe has done so much research today I watched them
2: and I became angry. Watch me fight with my computer more than anything. (laughs) Yeah. You see,
1: I'm angry. I'm angry at those people who have taken this country and turned it into a toxic waste dump of human, third world, Muslim, moon god loving, perverts it's time that we now take a stand we continue pushing forward to expose the evil that has permeated this society that this cut this country the western culture it's time that we tell facebook to shut up and go away it's time that we get off of Facebook and tell that uh, internationalist Zuckerberg that we not, not, we don't only not need him, we don't want him. It's time to recognize the depth, the, the absolute depth of the social engineering that has been taking place for the last 50 plus years. It's time to, to, to realize, and, and I know that to many I'm preaching to the choir, but it's time to realize that there's no difference between Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, Newt Gingrich, and Bernie Sanders. You think there is? Ah, oh, there's nothing. It's time to, 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 to call upon the very people who are who have sold us into slavery and bondage, at least in this generation. And it's time to hold them to account. If we don't do it, who will? This is kind of a, I don't know, I was thinking about what I was going to say. This is kind of, uh, hopefully, both informational and inspirational, but when you look at Jay Johnson from the Department of Homeland Security exercising an uh, an authority he doesn't have by granting 8,000 illegals living in this country who crossed the border, overstayed their visas, and said you can stay in this country for another 18 months and you can even work here. It's time to tell them enough is enough and declare war on such insanity and tell them we ain't going to take it anymore and to those people who want to take issue with what i said get out of the way cuz we are saddling for battle we are one we are moving forward and we will prevail
2: Do not pay ransom, Obama declares, calling criticism of Iran deal illogical, as well as the U.N. secretly backing Obama's police takeover. Welcome back to the Hagman on Hagen Report, folks. Before we get back to our show, I want to give you a quick word from Minuteman Stove. Folks, go to MinutemanStove.com. Check out their Minuteman Rocket Stove this is a very convenient and portable way to cook your food using simply wood and something to light the wood in times of camping or when you're in the middle of a storm or situation where you find yourself without power or in the worst case scenario. It's reinforced ammo can with one-eighth inch steel welded on with a burner they come with fire starters and are very easy to clean easy to use and believe it or not energy efficient folks go to minutemanstove.com and check out minuteman rocket stoves they are a must have for your survival and preparations bug out bags have one in the car Keep one around. You never know when you might need it. That's minutemanstove.com. dot com. We got a lot of things to get into tonight. I just want to
1: say, Joe, thanks for letting me uh, just air air out my uh my thoughts that first uh segment. You know, you know when I was watching you do research and looking at all of the news items, I'm thinking to myself there's so much to so much to do. And so little time. And and you've really you <laughs> I I don't know how you keep track of all those papers, but uh I, I see you're, you're tabbed, color coded, and ready to rock. So I'm gonna get out of your way for a little bit anyway.
2: Well this first one, we're gonna do this together because this is one that right. you handed to me right before the show started that I've already uh was had read up on UN-backed secret Obama takeover of police. Found this very interesting. Civil rights division of the Depart- Department of Justice has provided oversight and recommendations for improvement of police services in a number of cities with consent decrees. This is one of the most effective ways to reduce discrimination in law enforcement and it needs to be beefed up and increased to cover as many ...of the 18,000-plus local law enforcement jurisdictions.
1: Now, keep in mind, there are 3,144 sheriff's departments across the United States. All right? Those are your sheriff's departments. Right. This does not include no. No. the uh, local, state, police. Right. But when in the against that backdrop, and the reason I mention this now, Joe, is because I want people to understand... Uh, when, when you're in the county, it doesn't matter what county or what parish you're in. Who is the highest local law enforcement agent of that county? Would be the county sheriff, sheriff. right? So, even though they've been stripped of a lot of their powers, they still correct. are correct. Being... But well, I, I just want people to keep that in mind: uh, that the sheriff in your county is the highest, the, 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 the uh, strongest law enforcement uh, uh, agency of your of, of your area now. Against the backdrop of this secret Obama takeover of police departments in the civil rights division uh, of the DOJ, Uh, which which is nothing more than a federal takeover,
2: well, a UN takeover by federal means. Right, the UN's backing this. This is something that Obama came out and said in 2009 (laughs) that he wanted a civilian or independent police force. Independent. In the sense that it was not affiliated with any local, state, uh, municipalities, but the much feared nationalization of local police departments is already being initiated by the Obama administration's Justice Department. And somebody, or and somehow nobody noticed, the Obama administration has been pursuing the federal takeover of local police right under the Congress's nose. This is see this stuff is happening while we're distracted
1: by. Things like
2: political theater of all types, right? Uh, and the political theater, folks, that's that has been the brainwashing uh, headlines of the news over the last eight months, and will continue continue to be for the next eight months. I mean, we've talked about it. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last night, and at length on other shows. Yep, this new. These new attacks on Trump, no matter where you go, left media, right media, independ- some independent media, alls it is is all Trump's dropping out of the race. Oh, so, uh, I found out today that it was Newt Gingrich who was the one who put it out there that they need to intervene on Trump's campaign and get him back on track.
1: What a sniveling, greasy snake! Yeah, and and, and you know. All of these career politicians... um, I remember my dad, your grandfather. And and this is something that I wish you would have been able to know him. Uh, He fought in World War II in the Philippines and, and very proud of his country. But toward the end of his life, he realized that things were not as they appear... In his life, of course, was cut short by cancer but but um uh, yeah, you know, where was I going with that? Kind of got a
2: we were talking about grandpa, and yeah, I know but... his what, what patriotism, was... and I uh, wish I would have known, yeah,
1: yeah, I wish he would've... died when
2: I was twelve years old, yeah, so I didn't know him for those out there listening but but never got to have you know any real deep. Conversations, especially getting older and as an adult. But, but,
1: but see, he was, uh, he, and believe it or not folks, he was a staunch Democrat. Oh my goodness, was he, and we used to have some spirited discussions. But, but, but see, he would not, uh, I mean, at this point he would have said, look, there's something terribly wrong, obviously. Uh, I believe that to be the case. Of course, I don't know.
2: I mean, just what well, I know of him now, uh, he would never be a Democrat in this climate.
1: No. But, but I mean, if anything, you know, the political atheism, as I think we all are. But, but you know, you were talking, of course, about the U.N. backing the secret Obama takeover of police. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing here, if you distill this to what it really is, it's it's the... Overthrow, <clears throat> number one of the sheriffs, the highest law enforcement authority of the respective, uh, 3144 counties. It's all part of this long-term agenda. And I really want to drive this home. I mean, this is,
2: this is, uh, reading this is, it's very, um, very sneaky. Yes. The way this has been set up. Well, you know what? This
1: is part of the bigger agenda. This was what America was created for, the creation of a second attempt at a world government. If you look at the dollar bill, it's all right there, the pyramid with the all-seeing eye. And, And and that's kind of in the larger sense. It's Marxism, federal oversight where none belongs, I mean, is it not, Joe? I mean, look at this. And then you've got people who say, well, wait a minute, the police departments would never go along with something like this. Well,
2: they are. Yeah. They are. In full agreement. Um, And they're doing this through consent decrees. Yes. Yeah. And and I guess I'm going to have to read part of this to uh, explain this to the audience. Consent decrees are already being implemented in Newark, New Jersey, Miami, Florida, Los Angeles, California, Ferguson, Missouri, Chicago, Illinois, and other municipalities. The Civil Rights Division at the Department of Justice files a lawsuit in federal court against a city, county, or state alleging constitutional and civil right violations by the police or at a corrections facility. Now, this is done under 42 United States Code 14141, a section of the 1994 Violent Crime Control Law Enforcement Act, granting the Attorney General the power to prosecute law enforcement misconduct. The municipality then simply agrees to the judicial findings without consent, and the result is wide-reaching federal court order that imposes Regulations on local police. The federal court orders are designed to undo Rudy Giuliani-style policing tactics that were effective at reducing crime in big cities in the 1990s and the year 2000. The federal requirements include how searches are conducted, what constitutes legitimate use of force, mandatory use of on-body cameras by the police, and so forth, the agreements impose year long compliance review regimes, implementation deadlines, and regular reviews by federal bureaucrats that make local police directly answerable to the civil rights division at the DOJ. And there it is.
1: You, you see, the department of what you're seeing is the federalization. Of police departments and and this is where the the humvees come in and the the hardened vehicles and the weaponry that we see deployed on on our streets the u n world government minded uh globalists have it in their minds to federalize the, all the police forces, yes, all of them, and then but to what end? To grant them federal powers, but to what end? You see,
2: take away our guns, though. The DOJ's consent decrees with cities, even though the agreements have been implemented for years, um, Congress has been uh, unadvised of this, and they've not heard a word on this topic. The lack of oversight is pathetic, the article says, but to make matters even worse, this could actually be the first step. And a new, wide-ranging body of federal rules on local police, the Department of Housing and Urban Development Regulation, Affirmatively, uh, furthering fair housing actually originated as a consent decree in 2009. Now,
1: I, I you know what, Joe? Well, let me just interject this. I can hear people out, out there saying, well, "Wait a minute, that's not that's unconstitutional." You know, in here we live in the United States, and we have people right now listening in Europe, in Australia, New Zealand. God bless every each and every one of you, Canada. But see. In a nation where the laws are conditionally enforced, regulations really are created out of thin air. And the Constitution only prohibits what we're willing to fight to prohibit. And we're not willing to fight this. Or we don't know about it to fight it. It's, so this, uh, and I want people to really understand um, that what's going on here. Joe, I mean, this is, to me, this is so important because... uh this is being ushered in under the guise of, well, we have to reduce discrimination in law enforcement. We have to, uh, we have to, uh, make sure that everyone's civil rights are protected. So the oversight goes over this. We have to put this under the federal, uh, mandate, federal authority. But ultimately, what this ultimately is doing is throwing this under the United Nations Governance Human Rights Committee. Um, and if you look at the Human Rights Committee and where this is headed, yeah. the U.S. Department of Second and Third Periodic Report of the United States of America to the U.N. Committee on Human Rights Concerning the International uh, Covenant on Civil <laughs> Rights and Political Rights, check that out because it's dated back in 2005 and it covers the implementation of specific provisions of this very covenant and with the ultimate objective not just equality not just protection but the ultimate objective is to disarm, prohibit the sale of firearms to the public and strengthen it under
2: the United Nations control believe it or not, there it is and, and it's uh, summing this all up, it says as Americans for limited government President Rick Manning noted in a statement calling attention to the U.N.'s interest in the DOJ program and urging Congress to act, the fact that the U.N. Human Rights Council, which includes some of the worst abusers of human rights in the world that also hate the United States, is cheering for the Department of Justice national takeover of police. This should tell members everything they need to know. It's time to support local police, the article says not render them uh, impotent via federal restrictions against law and order no less than the very existence of local government is at stake well you, you know i this from our
1: mailbag i received a, an email from pam g now um about this very topic now pam i we we are taking this i am taking this in the loving spirit that it was meant but I just want to uh, uh, well let me just share this with Joe with you and and the public Uh, she writes that our job is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to lost souls uh, to to lost souls so they can be saved Mm -hmm. we are to make disciples of those souls it's got nothing to do with America or taking moral stands changing the government counting on a presidential candidate or worrying about the economy now uh, we understand that okay? however the when when you consider we walk across the united states or we walk on whatever state you're in whatever county city you're in in the united states or wherever you are in the west how does one i mean yes we have to preach the gospel we have to appeal to the salvation of others work work for that but the vehicles But at the same time, we have to realize that, that the government has, and I, and Joe, maybe you can even help me explain this because we are living under a system of governance where Christians believe, for example, that they've got to subjugate or, or they've got to acquiesce their, their, their beliefs to governmental Rules, arbitrary governmental
2: rules, I might add. You know, we have, um, biblical examples and, uh, from the words of Jesus himself to his apostles that talk about our, uh, behavior and our attitudes and mindsets when it comes to civil and governmental, um, issues you know many of of the uh you know the clergy response teams how they will use romans 13 uh, uh, chuck baldwin explains it well and many others have where it says submit yourself to to governments now it's one thing to submit yourself to a government a it's another government, thing right i mean to submit rule. yourself to an evil if yeah, you, i mean yeah. you submit yourself to the government so long as it isn't making you do things that are against God's law. Well, what about, okay, let me ask
1: you, let me ask you, Joe. Okay, here we have Pam, and, and God bless you, Pam, thank you for being very nice in your email, and and, and I mean that, but are we not, where, where we see a government, meaning the United States government, the federal government, and people made of real people, giving money to Planned Parenthood to kill the unborn. <clears throat> Are we not to take a stand? Are we not to fight at that level? Are we not biblically mandated, scripturally mandated, to take a stand and say, no, this is wrong?
2: Well, let's look at the example of uh Nebuchadnezzar and the image that he made, that when the trumpets and horns sounded, that all were to bow to him and his Statue under his government in Babylon. We see the example of Daniel who refused to bow. Well, if we are supposed to submit ourselves to all, you know, forms and and governments and, and all their, uh, what they want, you know, whatever they want, if we're supposed to submit to that, why was Daniel Saved from the punishment that the government tried to give him for not complying because it was him standing up in his faith in the Lord rather than obeying man in a law that is against the Lord.
1: And, and, I, and I think that, that that speaks directly to the heart of Pam's email. And again, we, Pam, God bless you. We do take this in the, in the spirit, in the kind spirit. Um, in which it was sent. Uh, however, we live in a world where government is imposing upon Christians untenable
2: uh, policies, practices. Uh, in, in Romans twelve is, is, is uh, Romans twelve verse one. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good, and acceptable, and perfect will of God. And it goes on from there, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. And it goes on from there, so, so
1: okay, so in the context of what we're seeing today, because we are we are now like it or not, in America, we are facing we we are we are looking at, at really a constitutional crisis we are facing we we're enduring i guess is the word an election, enduring an election um we where we have to select a candidate. That best reflects our ideology and hopefully will protect, not just protect, but advance our Christian faith. Give us, allow us the environment in which to practice and preach. Am I, am I right? So we have to address
2: this. Other, yeah. Because otherwise. Further in we, Romans, we would not be, okay, go ahead. Yeah. It says, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned to one another, with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of saints given to hospitality. And then it goes in Romans twelve four. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Okay. Sorry. So when I when so, I read that, yeah, we talked we talked about this the other day about yes, loving your, your enemies. Yes. Now, if we go back to the beginning of Romans, what I already read the first verse in Romans twelve, that we are living. Bodies, and we are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world. This is a spiritual thing. Our bodies and our minds instantly, when somebody says something against us or does something against us, we get angry. Sure. We get defensive. So when it says, Bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not they're speaking spiritually and physically about what to do here because we can't physically bless somebody who persecutes us spiritually we can sure but the curse and curse not that's a physical thing so i mean the the spiritual and the physical are tied up here but back to the point yes um we are to love Each other, we are to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. We are first to love God first and foremost above all things. And secondly, to love one another. We are and were given the Ten Commandments as well as the example of Jesus Christ. These are our examples of how to live. Jesus did say, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Now when they went to, to sacrifice him, He did not, what what did uh, Pontius Pilate say to him? Uh, Something along the lines of, of, uh, you know, why aren't you defending yourself? I can kill you. He says, I don't, uh, I'm not, I'm going to have to look the verse up. Basically, paraphrasing, he says, I am giving you, I am sacrificing myself, that you're not taking anything from me.
1: But but that was also a a prophetic uh, fulfillment as well. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So So we have the, I mean, there's a fine, the point I'm trying to make here is there's a fine balancing act we have here. Because we are in the physical world. Yep. We do tend to err on the side of human nature rather than our spiritual nature. Sure. Which is a mistake that all of us make constantly. And for those who don't make it as much, uh... That's awesome. Yeah, uh, and
1: then, I, I mean, we, we all don't we all strive for that uh, to,
2: to, to be more spiritual than than physical. I think I think we do. So, and yeah. and that comes to the point of you know back to this point of obedience. We are to be obedient to God first. We are be are to be obedient to a righteous government. And we, and we can't, you know, but we can't, look. We are not to be obedient to evil ever.
1: Right, exactly. And that that's kind of, Pam, that, that's what we're talking about here, and I want to I thank you uh, for that email. That, that's what we're talking about here, because we cannot accept or be obedient to or comply with and certainly not facilitate evil. Or be silent in the face in of In the it. face of it, that's correct. And, and I love Bob and Maggie for, and, and, uh, um, uh, I don't want to give any other names out, but, but thank you. I mean, you know, evil, uh, we must, we must stand up in the face of evil. But getting back very quickly before the end of this segment, the, the UN backing this secret Obama takeover of police, you know, people need to take notice of this because the, uh, the United Nations, the UN Human Rights Council, um, is really working quickly on, on, on this on this um, initiative, folks. The Civil Rights Division at the Department of Justice files a lawsuit in federal court against the city, county, state. This is how it works. Alleging constitutional and uh, civil rights violations by the police or even a corrections facility. And it's all done under the guise of, of law. Well, then they agree to the, the municipality, then simply agrees to the judicial finding without contest. The result is uh, the imposition of regulations on local police what i'm saying is the nationalization of police in short the much feared nationalization of local police departments is it's being already initiated by the obama regime their justice department and it's being done right under our noses <laughs> addressing issues you're not going to find being addressed on Fox News, certainly not on MSNBC, ABC, CBS or well, at least not the way
2: they're presented there.
1: That's right, you know we're looking at so many headlines, so, so much news how do you deal with it all when it, there's this onslaught well certainly you triage the news, you know, you got, you got to know what's important obviously, and you know We have right now the secret takeover of police. We've got the temporary stay, this amnesty for these illegals in this country by the Department of Homeland Security. He's got no business, even has got no authority to do so. And now you've got Obama dancing for several minutes dodging of course on whether iran is going to use that 400 million dollars to fund terrorism (laughs) but wait a minute wait a minute we don't pay ransom for hostages
2: nah all right let's go back to january 17th now there was revelations that a plane carrying 400 million in cash arrived in iran as the islamic regime released u.s hostages Prove that President Obama engaged in a cash for hostage deal congressional Republicans charged Wednesday. There is a detailed report on the Wall Street Journal that reignited a months old debate about the Iranian nuclear deal. This report makes plain what the administration can no longer deny. This was a ransom payment to Iran for U.S. hostages that from Republican Tom Cotton, a Senator from Arkansas, said in a letter to the State and Justice Departments, Iran sent American hostages back the same day it received the cash. Sounds a lot like a ransom payment to me, House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy, a Republican out of California, said. And House Speaker Paul Ryan, while hedging his criticism by noting that the newspaper report was unconfirmed, said the report, would also mark another chapter in the ongoing saga of misleading the American people to sell this dangerous nuclear deal. Now today, Obama, we do not pay ransom, Obama declares, calling the criticism of Iran deal illogical. President Obama said Thursday that it defies logic that a $400 million payment to Iran in January could be considered a ransom for hostages. The State Department announced the payment on January 17th, the day after the... Tehran freed four Americans and on the same weekend that the U.N. sanctions on Iran were lifted. The State Department has said the payment was part of a settlement of a decade-long legal dispute before an international tribunal in the Hague and that the timing was coincidental. We announced these payments in January many months ago. They weren't a secret and this wasn't some nefarious deal, Obama said at a news conference. After a meeting at the Pentagon with Vice President Joe Biden and members of his cabinet and other military commanders, including the National Security Council. In fact, he said, lawyers had advised him that there was a significant litigation risk and we could end up losing billions of dollars. To drive home the point, Obama declared, we do not pay ransom for hostages, saying Republican accusations otherwise made no sense. The notion that we would start now and even announce it to the world, even as we're looking into the faces of other families whose loved ones are suffering, defies logic, he said. I have a question. Valerie Jarrett, what about benefits? Releasing the Guantanamo Bay prisoners for a return of (laughs) American personnel. That happened under his watch.
1: And and, you know it's not new. Coming home, that's right. That's right. And it's not new under Obama. Bush has done it. Bush, H, you know George H. W. has done it. Jimmy Carter, to a lesser extent, you've got to get back early on in his administration, and even back in the Nixon era. Now, this is not all with Iran or Middle East countries. These are various countries, but. this is not just exclusive to Obama. Now, is this, is this a big deal? Yeah, it's a big deal. Because this, this, when you look at the infiltration, the Islamic infiltration into the administration from Valerie Jarrett to the Department of Homeland Security to, uh, to the, the, every department, you can see what's taking place here. America has lost its ability to lead, um, or has, I shouldn't, I, 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 basically we've surrendered. And tomorrow night, by the way, folks, we're going to be with Steve Quayle. Steve Quayle is going to be on the last two hours of the show talking about this and other facts uh, with respect to the Russian situation, the, the Civil War and the World War that's looming over our heads. I just want to bring that out uh, in the yeah. context of this.
2: And the ISIS, you know, there's a a document dated August 2016, obtained by NBC News, shows that ISIS has established fully operational bases in 18 countries, triple the number from just two years ago. And what you're not hearing, the conspiracy of silence is
1: the title of our program tonight. You're not going to hear the effectiveness of ISIS You're not going to hear how ISIS has infiltrated every state in the United States. You're not going to hear about how ISIS is also um, affecting, massaging, and influencing the nation of Islam. Yes, I know how strange that sounds or the various other groups that are sympathetic to to Islam itself. You're not going to hear about the 90% of the mosques that are being financed by, uh, 90, 90% of the mosques here in the United States financed by either Saudi Arabia being the primary or Turkey being the secondary source of financing, along with the nations of Qatar and other Middle Eastern mm-hmm. nations. You're not going to hear about the 2,000, that's right, 2,000 active investigations about ISIS.
2: Um, by the Feds. Now, there is, um, between the United States and Russia, uh, Obama today, when he was speaking about Iran, switched gears about Syria and about how he was going to continue to um, drop bombs on ISIS. The United States last week voiced its deep concern about Russia's announcement that corridors would be opened where Syrian opposition fighters could lay down their arms in exchange for amnesty and where civilians could leave the ravaged city of Aleppo. Russians called the operation a large-scale humanitarian operation, but the State Department said it appeared to be a surrender demand and a move to empty Aleppo of civilians. I'm not confident we can trust the Russians and Vladimir Putin, Obama acknowledged Thursday, but we have to try because the end result is perpetuation of civil war. Shifting to what he called the real threat the zika virus obama called the americans called on americans to pressure congress to approve funding requested by health officials to fight the mosquito-borne virus so yeah yeah so uh, what what started as 7 minutes of dodging questions about a 400 million dollar ransom payment that broke us laws uh, when it comes to currency and uh, the shipping of that currency to the what he called the real threat, Zika virus. I mean, he's talking about ISIS, and then he says the real threat, the Zika virus. Well, yeah. Um, once more,
1: we are we are looking at diversion, this diversionary tactic away from the um, the, the threat that that we face right now, and, and folks any Western country, and especially in America, I just really want to reaffirm that our research has, has verified that, that uh, the the various encampments, the various paramilitary training compounds here in the United States, whether it be the Muslims of the Americas, which is the Jamaat al-Fukra, uh, formerly designated terrorist group now taken off that list, or whether it's various factions of of the Nation of Islam or the Black Panthers, the New Black Panthers, you've got this thread, this thread that's being woven within all of these groups, that is, in fact, it, it's something called Muhammad Muhammadism. Okay, it's it's, and I would urge everyone to really understand that Tom Horn and Chris Putnam talks about that ideology and this is what Isis really is all about um it's extremely important and also that it's behind the so-called refugee resettlement the hijra to America which is really a, a jihad it's a form of jihad so when we see the 8000 Syrians being granted uh here illegally, illegally must eight thousand. Well, it, it, it's going to be to ten, right? To hit Obama's right. target
2: of ten thousand refugees. Yeah.
1: And, and that's probably low by half. By September. Right. But what we're saying here is this, this, the, the influx. And, and, and I look straight to Barack Hussein Obama at this, as well as his, his, uh, puppets such as Jay Johnson from DHS and, um, Comey as well as Lynch and previous to that holder, and then you've got uh, o, uh, John O'Brennan. But what we're seeing through this is the hijrah of Muslims into America. This is a jihad tactic that is explained in great detail through the documents that, that have been uh, secured, discovered, obtained, in raids all across the Middle East, how do you take over a country? You, you, you do so by the numbers. So understand Hijra, H-I-J-R-A, the refugee resettlement is a form of jihad. And jihad is not, as they want you to believe, this uh, spiritual struggle as the Department of Education is pushing as the uh various uh, uh various uh government uh, entities are pushing jihad is in fact a very real act of war and and really there are so many uh so many great reference materials on this i can't name them all but also hand in hand with this this influx joe of the 8000 10000 100000 non um mexicans or non-europeans but but muslims into this country you have concurrent with this the push for sharia and this is where the dnc i think stumbled because that uh that uh the, the father of that fallen soldier that they touted and and exploited mr khan he was an immigration lawyer. And I got a lot of emails. We, we Joey, you and I got a lot of emails of this video saying, well, you should get into Khan's background. Okay. Oh, of course. Kahn is a
2: stooge, he was in paid. my view. Uh, a pay, a pay. From, from what I uh, yes. have yes. gathered, what? he was paid $25,000 to give the speech at the DNC. There were really? people sure. who, who wrote the speech for him. Apparently, okay. the Constitution was purchased two hours before his speech. Interesting. No, that's unconfirmed. I've only, uh, had one source that I found, but it, it's been, we talked about it or, earlier this week. He has come out and said that the constitution must, must always be subordinate to Sharia. And that's all you need to know right
1: there? Well, yeah, yes. And, and the Sharia in American courts is an expanding incursion of Islamic law in the United States' legal system. Folks, the conflicts, uh, everyone must understand that the chaos that is being forced upon the United States, because the United States really exists as a speed bump to the conquest uh, or the subjugation, of the entire planet to a new world order. So the United States has to be destroyed before it, before the uh, new world order can, can take root. So they're, they're hitting us from all sides, including the, uh, well, the, the, the alien invasion. And then of course they're using our court system against us. They're taking, uh, they're taking Sharia and imposing Sharia. And most Americans are, are are just woefully unaware of this trend that that's actually taking place in in Europe. You've got uh, you've got uh, European uh, countries. You've got blasphemy laws now that are being uh, put in place, including even to to a lesser extent up in Canada. We're going to see this here in America. So this is a planned takedown of our country. Um, the erosion of our national identity, accompanied by the devastating loss of our freedoms, the rising anti-Semitism, the exploding violence being experienced here, well, across the Atlantic, and the exploding violence that will in, in infect American society as well, is all part of the contrived takedown of our country that includes our legal system our moral fabric as michael Sav- or as uh, yeah dr Savage says borders langu- language and culture the foundation um well if you uh, all, all anyone has to do is use a search engine and look for search the exploratory memorandum from the muslim brotherhood in fact the exploratory memorandum. I, I spoke about this with Steve Quayle back in two thousand and eight. These were documents that were presented in the two thousand and eight Holy Land Foundation Hamas terror funding trial. It make it, it makes it clear the settlement process that is associated with Sharia it is a form of grand jihad in terms of eliminating and destroying the western civilization from within and sabotaging us by our own hands I hope people understand that a a prime method by which our hands can be used to destroy us is through the court system we see this taking place over in Europe and, 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 I could go on and in deeper into this, but, but you see where we're coming from here. It's no accident that you've got, you've got 10,000, Joe, as you say, 10,000 being granted amnesty in this country by, by an agency that doesn't even have the authority to grant the amnesty. And then concurrent with that, you've got the implementation of Sharia in the United States which is antithetical cannot coexist with the laws of our republic. So in the end the the weaponization of Islam it's been a plan a tactic that's been planned forever. I mean it's been we are we are fighting the animals the savages that have been groomed, trained, and imported by the globalists in power behind the people in the United States who are are leading the United States. And then you've got these useful idiots, whether it be de Blasio, Bloomberg on a city level or those on a state or federal level who are... who, who. who believe in the marxist side of things and 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 will and enjoy is, is, is say that we should celebrate diversity but they are creating the conflict they are creating the conflict between sharia for example and us federal state and local laws they're creating the the conflict because of the lack of assimilation with, with the aliens, the Muslims into this country, they are creating the conflict with social issues, the homosexual agenda, a big one. They're creating the conflict and have, and is sustaining the conflict in all other avenues. But at the end of the day, Christianity, is to be eradicated. At least Christianity as we know it. Oh, Chris, Christianity light will be, will be there. Christianity where you can't mention the name of Jesus. That's okay. Because notice that Islam recognizes Jesus as a prophet, but not as the Savior. And the lie that will be perpetuated, that we all worship the same God, it's a lie. It's a lie straight from the bits of
2: hell. We read the 10... 10- Points of uh, uh, the destruction of Christianity yesterday. Number nine was create an interfaith movement. Yes,
1: and, and, and y- it, you, know,
2: you, you go, man. You you were on this, man. Go. Well, I have to grab the document.
1: Oh well, uh,
2: that's all right. But but but
1: see, all of these are following this this orchestra. The, the, there's a playbook out there of the globalists. And you can see it in the playbook of the globalists is the playbook of the Luciferian globalists, is the playbook of the communists. And and McCarthy was right back in the fifties. His delivery might have been a little bit questionable, if you really want to go there.
2: But the, McCarthy um, was right. The Create an Interfaith Movement, number nine, promote other faiths to be at par with Christianity and break this thing about christianity as being the only way to heaven by that christianity will be pulled down and other faiths promoted she she being alice bailey said promote the importance of man in determining his own future and destiny humanism she said tell men he has the right to choose what he wants to be and can make it happen. He has the right to determine his cause. This takes God off his throne. Interfaith movements are rising everywhere in the world today. And the last one was get governments to make all these laws and get the church to endorse these changes. The church must change its doctrine and accommodate to the people by accepting these things and put them into structures and systems. Have they succeeded? Do you wonder why the governments are legislating laws contrary to the Bible and why the church is compromising the word of God? It is the process of implementing the plan, a 50-year strategy of the New Age movement to fulfill its ultimate goal of establishing a one-world government, one-world economic, one-world religious system. The strategy in its entirety has been adopted by the United Nations and already many of its laws are law in many nations this deception has crept up on the unobserved on so many people it can best be demonstrated through the well known analogy of the frog in the pot of water if you put a frog in a boiling pot of water it's smart enough to know that it is in terrible danger and will immediately jump out but if you turn the heat up very slowly, little by little, it does not notice the changes taking place and will slowly cook to death. Many people today are slowly cooking to death and don't seem to realize how far they've come and where they once were. You know, that that, that is so right on
1: the money because right now, and Paul McGuire talks about this, Steve Quayle talks about this, we talk about this, Alex Jones talks about this, Rick Wiles and Dave Hodges and on and on and on. But, but isn't it funny? And especially with, with Paul McGuire, an expert about the age of enlightenment. And, and we're being told today that, um, well, homosexuality it's you know it's in we're enlightened when we uh accept or or suddenly realize that oh there's really you know no set male female kind of is just just one example um uh you know that 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 Accepting the transgender movement is a sign of being enlightened. And, of course, Paul McGuire talks about enlightenment in general. But what we're seeing is the culmination. And what we're talking about is the culmination of of a very evil, diabolical conspiracy against all of humanity. And everything that we're seeing, folks, and I want to stress this, Every every event that we're seeing take place, whether it's the brutal stabbing of an American tourist in London, where I might add they've got the the Muslim mayor, oh aren't they enlightened? Or or the French attacks, the real home of enlightenment, but humans human events like this and events like this can only make sense when we realize that disciples of lucifer and 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 i mean lucifer are establishing this global regime dedicated to satan now it may sound bizarre it may sound too bizarre to even be true but don't they count on you believing that it's too bizarre to be true in order to achieve their particular ends we're we're living right now in a fool's paradise and and, and we don't expect everyone many people are not going to wake up until they take away the the the
2: free phones and Many aren't going to wake up until they have no food to eat, nowhere to put their head at night to rest until it's too late. And that's just the sad state of the world that we're in. Like the, we said earlier, that frog that's in the pot with the heat being turned up little by little. We are that frog and they are succeeding. We are definitely dying.
1: Yes. Yes. In fact. But, you know, secret societies, where do they fall into everything? In the realm of the conspiracy, the cone of silence. They're propelling, they're facilitating the conspiracy of silence because when you start identifying the people who perpetuate the conspiracy of silence, you uncover ties that transcend any political allegiances. And they're all globalists, they're all Luciferians. The counterculture. The That's m- right. The, the metastatic <laughs> the metastatic uh aspect of the Luciferian thinking.
2: We're gonna take your calls after this next segment for hour number three. Stay tuned.
1: Yeah, another machete attack in the United Kingdom, you know. And are you, another one since well, yesterday or, you know, or just yesterday's? Uh, a 26-year-old man is in serious condition after driving himself about five miles to a hospital after being stabbed in the head, arm, and torso. Jeez. Of course, you're, you're not going to hear about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was There was a horrific attack today. And, and, of course, the man who was reportedly attacked with the machete made a 20-minute journey um to the hospital where I mean he drove himself to the hospital, but uh they describe his attacks as non life threatening but again are we looking at this conspiracy of silence? Why are we looking at this conspiracy of silence and remaining silent well i should I should also add while we're while we're taking stock in this. That, uh, Muslims set fire to a man in Waltham Abbey Gardens attack. That's right. That's right. In another, in the UK, attackers identified as being of Turkish appearance set fire to, to a uh, man in the UK. Folks, Islam, it is a death cult. And those who describe Islam as a religion of peace and saying that terrorism has nothing to do with Islam are perpetuating the lie, the conspiracy of silence, in order to soften us up. We're going to be taking your calls
2: in hour three. In hour three. After this segment, after after the the next segment. segment, That's right. 844-769-2944. 844-769-2944. Go to to Hagman and Hagman.com and the numbers are... Start calling after we go to the break. That's right. right. Don't tread on me, insignia. Yes. could be punishable by racial harassment. George Orwell would be blushing right now. The don't tread on me flag? Well, the Equal Opportunity... The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, among its other functions, decides hostile work environment harassment claims brought against federal agencies in doing so it applies the same legal rules that courts apply to private employers and that the EEOC follows in deciding whether to sue private employers the EEOC has already ruled that co-workers wearing Confederate flag t-shirts can be punishable can be punishable harassment and unsurprisingly this is extending to other political speech as well. No, no wait a second. It's double indemnity if, if it's drawn in shock on the sidewalk. <laughs> All right, you got to get the hate response teams out
1: there to em-
2: to emotionally uh, put back together these uh, triggered snowflake generation peons. Yep. On January 8, twenty fourteen, complaint filed. Uh, complainant filed a formal complaint in which he alleged. That the agency subjected him to discrimination on the basis of race, African American, and in reprisal for prior EEO activity. When, starting in the fall of '03, a coworker repeatedly wore a cap, a cap to work. What was written on the cap? The Gadsden uh, flag. The Gadsden. Which, uh, Gadsden uh, flag, yeah, the Gadsden. Uh, a of rattlesnake the "Rattlesnake" in the phrase, yep. "Don't tread on me." Yep. The complainant found. The cap to be racially offensive to African Americans because it was designed by Christopher Gadson, a slave trader and owner of slaves, yeah, yeah. complainant also alleged he was uh, he complained about the cap to management, however, management assured him the employee would not continue to wear the offensive cap. Now, anyway.
1: Again, the, the, is this a sign of tolerance or is this a plea for tolerance? No, it's a sign of intolerance here. Yeah. And, 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 and the, see, the most intolerant people that walk among us are those who claim to be the most tolerant. The most intolerant people who walk among us are those who, who are the progressive left uh, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton followers for the most part and and, and the, the and flag the don't tread on me slogan <clears throat> the confederate flag folks, all of these are following the ten commandments and the
2: bible and these are all going to be wiped out now I'm not going to go on to read about the, this case in particular but I'm going to get into a little bit of the commentary from the article in the Washington Post. They talk about, um, the different rules that all employers, both public or private, must follow. Oh, we, we, we have to put them up here at the Hagman Wait and a Hagman second. Studio. Wait a second. Get the no. EEOC on the phone. Eric's Hillary for Prison cap is offending and triggering me.
1: Uh, it, I, it I will, can't finish that chalk. Drop
2: the chalk. Stand, over, stand back. Drop the chalk, Eric. Come on now. <laughs> no, listen to this, though. Um, imagine you're a reasonable employer. You don't want to restrict an employee's speech any more than is necessary. But right, you also don't right. want to face the risk of a legal liability for allowing speech that the government might label harassing. An employee comes to you complaining that a coworker wearing a don't-tread-on-me cap or having an all-lives-matter Bumper sticker on their car, in the employee lot, right, constitutes legally actionable hostile environment harassment. This is ridiculous <laughs> beyond anything that you can because this will extend. Okay, if
1: you have now it, it wouldn't you wear a Cinco de Mayo uh, t-shirt or or a, um, you know. Um, or even an al-Qaeda or an ISIS uh flag. Hey, it's okay. But don't you dare wear a, an American flag, you know, lapel pin in the midst of a Cinco de Mayo parade, a parade or or at a uh well, it's just ridiculous. But see, people people are are and and this is where people Including Christians must take a stand because we have to fight this, at and we can win on the numbers. We have to fight this at the local level, and absolutely, and we have to say we're not going to stand for this. You're not going to make me. For for example, you walk into a stadium wearing a, uh, gas and flag on your uh, shirt. You know the Don't, shirt with "Don't turn on me." Don't
2: tell me to to, to flip it over. The, and and. The, the flag is just where it starts, as you said, the chalkings. They give an example here of someone wearing a Trump-Pence 2016 shirt in the workplace or displaying the bumper sticker on the car.
3: Yep, they say yep, that yep, this,
2: yep. Uh, even though there is no racial or religious slurs uh, and it does not express any anti-Muslim or Hispanic views, though a person could perceive the well, co-workers it, it, it's bumper sticker or support right it's perception exactly as racial or religious hostility well, right or insensitivity of racial or religious beliefs so where does yeah. this line of you know th- they're putting this in the context of an employer employee relationship but where does the political correctness line? end and begin. Where does the free speech and constitution come in here? Well, it, I mean, it's are all are about you allowed speech. Uh, are, are, is, are people going to be punished for supporting a political candidate aside from 501c3s? <laughs> I mean really can you be charged with harassment or racial insensitivity for having a Trump-Pence 2016 bumper sticker? Well, it, and if so yeah, this goes yeah. both ways.
1: That's right. It does, but but how many people are going to say, well, that Hillary um, bumper sticker offends me because it, they're more reasonable than that? Of course, they under it,
2: it, no, but it offends me now. <laughs> I mean, well, the idea doesn't offend me. Its it face, it, right? uh, the, it 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 baffles my mind that anybody with an ounce or or one brain cell that works could even entertain the idea of voting for a criminal, uh, you know. Hillary,
1: must be Hillary should be in here. prison.
2: Uh, would, no, she just, should be arrested for treason. She yes, should be put in prison. Yes. She is a the worst type of criminal because not only does she commit the crimes, but she laughs in the victim's faces and lies about it.
1: Well, exactly.
2: Another uh, Benghazi parent has come out. and yes. We talked about this. Yes. And accused Hillary Clinton of and Obama of using their son Tyrone Woods' uh, death for uh, photo ops. And uh, the father of Tyrone Woods kept a diary of everything that was said to him by Hillary Clinton, and he has come out and said that um, he was com- he was lied to. Uh, the diary entry from Benghazi victims' dad: um, I gave. Hillary a hug. Um, this is the story from Fox News. And if... Yeah. I don't know what's up with the Internet. I don't know if it's my That's computer. Fine. That's fine.
1: But the, but the bottom line with this and is... He
2: kept track yeah. of what was said to him by Hillary. She,
1: she has lied consistently. And, and the people... For example, the the people who attempted to shape the news, MSNBC, right
2: through Fox. Fox... And I was on the phone, Even by the local. Way. Our local radio station, our Fox affiliate here, AM1400, Shaping public opinion wherever but, but, we go, but, but but yeah, right. But but
1: I I just want to tell people that 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 I, I was privy to conversations with with Fox News with the people that you see you know behind the camera, and that they would not report on the Benghazi incident back and in, right after it happened, out of fear of losing their job. Well, well that out of fear of losing their job, there were threats made, and there were there was also this. Well, we're, you know, we just can't, can't run with this story right now because the facts aren't all in. Well, yeah, they were. You're just not listening to the proper people. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about people who know what the deal was. But, okay, some other very important, important information before we get too far into the program. Bill Clinton. Uh, he got millions of dollars from the world's biggest Sharia law education firm. I don't know how many people know this. This this appeared in the Daily Caller, but Bill Clinton collected $5.6 million in in fees from GEMS, GEMS Education. That's a Dubai-based company that teaches Sharia law through its network of more than 100 schools in the Middle East, Asia, and Africa. And the company's finances adhere to Sharia Finance, which includes giving zakat. It's a religious tax of which one-eighth of the proceeds is dedicated to funding Islamic jihad. Now, this is Bill Clinton and the Clinton Foundation. The the uh, uh, baba, okay, served as honorary chairman for Gems education from 2011 to 2014. Now, just check his federal income taxes, he filed Um the 2016 Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton, her filings show, yeah, they got this money, 5.6 million from a Dubai-based company that, uh, that, uh, promotes exports and, uh, well, it's the world's biggest fishery law education firm. That's extremely important. Another thing I want to mention too, we had Jack Cashel on last month in studio, TWA Flight 800. There was an article today in, uh, I believe it's on the American Thinker. I'm, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm going to be coming out with something here in the next 24 hours. Folks, there are, since our broadcast, now I'm not going to say necessarily because of our broadcast, but since our broadcast with Jack Cashel, there have been more, he, he has been getting more leads into the cover-up, the conspiracy behind TWA 800 than ever before. So, if you're listening to me, if you're listening to this program, and you have any information, contact Jack Cashel through his website, cashel.com. I want to say that there is a lot of new information, and the information that's coming or coming from is coming from insiders, government insiders. He did put a call out to an FBI agent, one in particular, and perhaps that FBI agent is listening. I do know that FBI agent, former FBI agent, listened. When Jack Cashel was in the studio. And if he's listening now, I plead. Contact Jack Cashel. But anyone within the government apparatus. And I know you, there are people listening to this broadcast within the government. Contact Jack Cashel. Because the what happened on that day in July in 1996 TWA flight 800 led the way paved the way for 9-11 paved the way for the Islamic terror through the conspiracy of silence please folks If you have information about this, contact Jack Cashel. And I will say Jack Cashel is, having met met him, spoke with him, talked with him, having read his book, and if you haven't gotten it yet, I I highly recommend it. Please. Please, if you have any information, contact Jack Cashel through his website. One more thing. And, and, Joe, we talked about this earlier, and I think it's important to spend the rest of this segment on this.
2: Well, I got something, too, but go ahead.
1: Okay, but but I, I really believe this to be the case. Folks, we are watching the globalist set up Donald Trump. We're watching a narrative being created that will force Trump out of the nomination, damage him. I don't think they can force him. Well, okay. They can try. They can try. They could damage his chances. They could they've do a number, done, number of things. They've done as nicks. much as...
2: <laughs> I mean, damaging his chances is what the media is and all left, right, independent, most independent have been doing. Well, by spreading rumors, by right. saying, you know, oh, how he's gotten so off track, and oh, Clinton takes a nine-point poll lead. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. If you actually go to some of those polls and look at the demographics and break it down into... Uh, other ways that the websites allow you to Trump actually has uh, so much more support he actually raised um, twenty some million dollars more than Hillary Clinton last month and we're talking about from small donations where Hillary Clinton donations came from super PACs so oh yeah if you and I was just looking at some numbers it was like eighty two million dollars Trump raised in the month of July and if the average donation was ten dollars we'll say that's eight point two million people but, right but, there. But see, But, but, but I, you see the stadiums filled up for Trump. You see yes. the uh, fire marshals keeping out. Um, well, and, and that's banana the, republic behavior, by absolutely. the way. Absolutely. And you see this, like we talked about earlier, Giuliani says, Newt Gingrich started Trump intervention talk. Uh, former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani claims former U.S. House Speaker Newt Gingrich is behind talk of an intervention to get Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump back on track. So, first of all, I find the word intervention completely out of line, Giuliani said on the Fox uh Business Morning with Maria show. According to the Hill, uh that word, I think, honestly, I love him dearly, but I think that word was used by Newt in a memo that got around. Giuliani called the, inter- the intervention a ridiculous word to use in the current circumstances with respect to the Trump campaign. An intervention is for a drug addict, and it's for someone who's an alcoholic. I've had to do it with people at times, he said. There's nothing wrong with them. If that's the case, Donald Trump doesn't drink or smoke, by the way. Uh, we don't have that problem. According to the former presidential candidate, he meets with Trump often to discuss issues and make suggestions. Well, uh, I, I mean, the, the, the bigger he issue here, It's though. not different from any campaign I have ever seen, including my own. <laughs> Uh, but but i I think the bigger issue though
1: when we look at this is the fact that the uh insiders the republican insiders okay um, if you want to still use the that that term, are attempting to sabotage his campaign they're actively seeking his replacement they are looking for reasons to knock him out of that 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 position now, regardless of what you might think of Trump. This kind of activity is absolutely um well, it shows to me the desperation of the globalist luciferian uh uh people who are behind the one world new world order uh, agenda because it, 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 Trump represents a threat, but see taking out the man will that take out the movement that's the question, or will the taking out the man galvanized the movement to such an extent that a civil war would rage and i do feel that to be the case folks i do believe that we're looking at a civil war and i draw your attention back to 2012 when my uh uh, dh inside insiders said look they're attempting to create a civil war the conditions for a civil war and people laughed and said oh see this didn't come true well well Hey Obama! In the face of that, uh, Obama uh, it readily, handily uh, was reelected. So perhaps the timing was off, but was the objective the, off? No,
2: no, well, it wasn't. So, and we see today in the current state of the media, um, and, and even going back to the ten. Point plan of Alice Bailey, the New World Order's plan for the destruction of Christianity. Use media to promote and change mindset. Now, let's apply this to what we see today with Donald Trump. Uh, She goes on to say, the greatest channel you need to use to change human attitude is media. Use press, radio, TV, cinema, all these. You can see how successful they've been in implementing their plan over 65 years. Via these media and advertising agencies, but who controls the media? <laughs> well, so you much sex, right? Yeah, so much money is pumped into these advertising of uh, spreading of uh, all kinds of pornographic and other uh, materials, uh, false uh, information, mm-hmm. lies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this really is what you know where the brainwashing begins. And I have a book here: Brainwashing, the Science of Thought Control. And I just was looking at the the title of the book today and and you think brainwashing. When something's dirty, you wash it. And what they're trying to do is clear your brain of beliefs and put other beliefs that they have into your mind. But listen to this. This is a paragraph out of this book written by Kathleen Taylor. When talking about valuable beliefs versus less valuable beliefs and they say in changing a belief uh, if the belief under threat is a strong strongly held one the outcome may be very different strong beliefs are strong because they have been reinforced on many occasions or by very intense stimuli or both they tend to be deeply embed- embedded in the cognitive landscape in a web of connections with other beliefs A devout devout believer in God does not hold this conviction in isolation from all other beliefs. Rather, it provides emotional bedrock for much of its existence. Such beliefs can be extremely hard to change. In extreme cases, believers may actively reject reality if it forces change upon them, retreating into psychosis, into new worlds woven from dreams. The analogy of a web is an appropriate one here. Discarding a weak belief is like cutting a thread at the edge of the web. It makes little, little or no difference to the body of the web itself. Changing a strong belief is like cutting one of the main supporting strains. The entire structure of the web may be changed or even destroyed. So, okay, so so in the larger sense, what what, what are you saying here? Because people might hear that and
1: say, well, what what, what does all that mean?
2: I mean, what they're but, saying but is so, so for the situation. strongest beliefs that people have, it will take much more right. to change those beliefs and and I do believe that but it the was, we the beliefs that aren't <sighs> like the political like our belief in in jesus and, and all it's just my belief in Jesus right there's nothing anybody <clears> can <throat> show me nothing that can happen in this world, whether it's seen or heard that would take the belief away even though they'll try, and they will try, even as the Bible says. You know, there will be false messiahs. They will perform miracles and false wonders. Yep. Even if it was possible to to deceive even the very elect. But when it comes to other beliefs, less tightly held on to, like the belief of a candidate or a belief in an ideology, a political ideology. Those are easier to break and manipulate. So you start with the smaller beliefs and work your way to the bigger ones from the smaller ones. For an example, if you want to uh, change uh, right. a person's belief in religion, you're not going to just be able to come at them and say this it's isn't deep- true. It's yes, you're deeply gonna have ingrained. To, it's it's through, like through the frog program. in the pot. Right. It's going to have to be a slow, subtle process. <coughs> well,
1: well, right. I mean, the the, and I get all that, and I think <clears throat> I think people are aware of that. But this, so we're seeing this on a larger scale here to take place all across the West, and and even even to uh, some extent within the even within the terror circles, terrorism circles, because you've got this ideological uh, uh, ingraining the this ideological uh, mindset or. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. I think, I think it's, it's pretty clear. Now, you know,
2: I don't we're know. Coming how, up to the break. Yeah. Go ahead. We're taking calls on the other side, 844-769-2944. And in case you missed it,
1: uh, we're, we're going to be seeing more and more of these headlines. There was a guy in Detroit. I'm not going I don't even know this, how to pronounce this guy's name. He changed it to some, uh, some, uh, I think it's a Durham bin. Malcolm, I don't whatever his name is, Muhammad. Anyway, look, folks, a Detroit man was uh, caught in a sting. There was a uh, by undercover, F, uh, undercover uh, federal agents, FBI investigations, counterterrorism investigators, sixteen-month undercover investigation. Um, caught with grenades, explosives, and uh, other an assortment of other weapons, but the complaint. Said that look, this guy was going to launch an attack last month, and uh, was stopped by a, by federal agents. But they, but they, they uh, but
2: provided they, him
1: with a the, well. Yeah, but here's here's the important issue. Bottom line. Come into America. Come into a city. You're going to see it, just like France, Germany, UK.
2: victory on bathrooms. The Supreme Court on Wednesday blocked a court order giving a transgender student access to boys' bathroom at a West Virginia high school in what is the high court's first ruling on an increasingly contentious topic. The ruling permits the Gloucester County School Board to continue banning Gavin Grimm, a trans boy, from using the boys' restroom until the Supreme Court decides whether or not to hear Grimm's challenge to the school board the decision is a major setback for the teenager and will probably bar him from using the bathroom consistent with his gender identity when he begins his senior year of high school. The Supreme Court sided Wednesday with the Virginia School Board opposed to the Obama administration's directive that transgender students be allowed to choose their public bathroom. The justices blocked a federal appeals court, federal appeals court ruling and What does this mean for transgender bathroom rights?
1: Means you're going to have to go in the men's room, Joe.
2: The battle over the so-called bathroom bills has played out in many states as Republican lawmakers seek to force students to facilitate that corresponds to their gender at birth and transgender students to fight for the right to follow their gender identity. We'll see how this plays out. We're going to be taking callers this hour, our last hour, and we have a full bank. Yeah, we yeah we do. All
1: right. Uh, I just want to mention too. We, we you, Joe, you talked earlier about the four hundred million dollars, the so-called ransom in foreign currencies. You want proof that Obama lied? Gateway pundit's got a story that uh, the uh, guy by the name of uh, Saeed Abedini said, you know what? They <laughs> was this one of the, the Iranian one of the hostages. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, The same day the Iranian regime released four American hostages held in Tehran. Uh, They waited on the tarmac for hours. Why, you ask? Well, because (laughs) they were waiting on the the money money.
2: for the money to arrive. Yes, that's right. You know what's interesting about that is none of it was American money. It was Ah, the euros and other money because of the the... banking, the the, Uh, uh, trading with the enemy uh, act. bars US from doing business with anybody in Iran. So how'd That's they get right. around that? They sent foreign, foreign currency.
1: That's all right. It's all right. Go go back to Pokemon or whatever. Uh they're just uh, playing you know. which law do you want to break? <laughs> all right, now we're gonna go to the calls. Here are the rules, okay? Real simple rules. Let's let's get to the point and we love you, but uh let's see let's see if we can handle these calls with uh with not just love but with uh with, uh, well, let's just get right to the point. Let's go to Joe. Wait, wait a minute. Uh, what button do I push here? Because I'm in control of the buttons. Air button. Or is, oh, there it is. All right. All right. We're going to go to Joe in California. Joe, you're up. Cool.
4: Um, is it, do you guys talk about in the days of Noah, like the things that were going on? That's when we know that the end is coming today, correct? Like oh, that yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. Okay, good, because I I think I found something. August 4th, 2016, NPR, right? You know, kind of lamestream news. The National Institute of Health plans to lift a ban on research funds for part human, part animal embryos. The federal government announced plans Thursday to lift a moratorium on funding of certain controversial experiments that use human stem cells to create animal embryos that are partly human. The NIH is proposing a new policy to permit permit scientists to get federal money to make embryos known as chimeras under certain carefully monitored conditions. One issue that scientists might inadvertently it inadvertently create animals that have partly human brains, endowing them with some semblance of human consciousness or human thinking abilities. And it goes on and on. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention. Cause really?
1: That's
2: yeah, I sounds, saw that, that. sounds today.
4: like the days days of Noah to me, right?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Joe, you, you, you've added a lot of great information. I did not know that. Joe knew that. I didn't know that. So, Chimera's.
2: Uh, yeah, it says Chimera. I've never heard that word before. Chimera. Yeah, Chimera. Remember X-Files? The, in the oh, yeah, X-Files, I yeah. used to use that word a lot. Well, well k- Chimera, uh, and Steve Quayle writes about them, so... Alien-human right. hybrids, and, or animal-human hybrids, something right, that was right. half human, half alien, half animal, that was what they... At so, least well, how I understand When it. is this going to start? When? Oh, they've already... Um, already-
4: well, they, they, the federal government announced plans today to lift the moratorium on, the, on, um, on funding. And then it says what the, uh, NIH, the NIH is proposing a new policy to permit the scientists to get federal money. So that means sometime in the future. It doesn't say exactly when. It might say further down in the article, but again, for, every, for you guys and everybody, it's uh, NPR, NPR. And it's, the oh, title is N- NIH Plans to Lift Ban on Research Funds for Part Human, Part Animal Embryos. I'm sure you'll find it pretty quick. It's so, also on the Dredge oh, Report
2: man. on the left-hand side. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How did I miss that? Good
4: times.
1: Time. Hey, time, brother. Good time. <laughs> as in the days of Noah, you are right on the money. Brother, thank you so much for calling. God bless you. really appreciate that piece of information. Same. All right. Now, we're, we're taking calls in the order in which they are received. Alright. So I just wanna just wanna say that. We're gonna to go to Judy in Florida right now. Judy in Florida Europe.
5: Yeah, hi Doug, hi Joe. Um you guys weren't aware that uh Hillary is actually a chimera herself. Half half and half woman.
1: <laughs> I was thinking of something else, but, but <laughs> I heard you, she's a lot of things. What, but that's what, the first time I ever we'll heard go about with it. that. <laughs> okay, well, what makes oh. well? I,
5: uh, it would explain would a s- lot, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure she's actually a woman either, but I guess that's all beside the
1: point. Well, I don't know. I think Marky Post might have verified that sometime in the Lincoln bedroom, but well, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I just
5: w- wanted to bring up um, something that I found very interesting. I did an Insta poll here in Florida with my congressman, and what it was, uh, the poll asked people, "Do you think that the militarization of police is a good idea and that it is needed, or do you feel that it they it, sh- it should not be militarized and, and it would be there would be an abuse of power?" And I just want to ask you guys, uh, can you give me a guess, and then I'll give you the actual statistic as to how it just broke down, as to who okay. wanted what?
1: When you, okay, um, yeah, you're going to have to repeat that question. What, what, or, what
5: percentage of people wanted militarized police as opposed to not wanting militarized police?
1: Oh, a much higher percentage poll. want. In the poll, I would say uh, 88% uh, voted in favor of militarization of police. Joe, what do you think?
2: <sighs> I hope it would be somewhere around 40%.
5: <laughs> well, it turned out to be 75% wanted um, militarized police. and I, I actually was startled. But okay. I mean, it shows you the effectiveness of the brainwashing, I feel.
1: Sure, absolutely, sure. very much so. You, you know, and it depends on on the demographics of the poll, but I, I've found where more urban residents are, are more open, or urban residents, uh, people, that, city dwellers, are, are more open to the militarization of police than uh, people in the Midwest or in, in the um, s- suburbs. So, um, yeah, and, and this is know. the
5: richer part of Florida. What you're hitting the mark. You, Yet, yeah. what you're saying <clears throat> is significant. It. it uh... It matters what you're saying. Yeah. Wow.
0: It's in a city wow. center, basically. Well, but,
5: gee. Um, the other, the other thing great. I just wanted to say, and then I'll get off the phone, is that I'm, I'm glad that China is finally getting talked about, because I think China, just as much as Islam, is a threat to us. And okay. um, it's, it was...
1: Okay, I, I no, why? Why do you say that? Because aside because from the of, economic uh, devastation, perhaps.
5: That's, yeah, that's basically what I mean. And the, the, you know, the trade zones that are already in the nation, the, um, uh, the precious mineral deposits, whatever they are that they feel they already own. And, and I, I just really feel that, um, depending on how. The unfolding world war occurs. I mean, when a landing happens on our soil, and I'm and I'm sure there's already Chinese soldiers here. That you know, um, behind like any civil war action, they're they're going to be right behind as as part of the mop up. Um, and and I, I just I feel like they 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 think that we're animals the, the same way the government feels that the Chinese people themselves are animals and that they don't have rights. Um, and so I just I look at them <clears throat> as being just as much an enemy as Islam, and, uh, and all the, uh David Knight has also brought up that Trump has thought about reinstating Glass Steagall, and I know I've mentioned that on the program with you guys already. which just like the only thing that would be able to save us financially is as the little guy, but um, you know but he, I, I he, he's
1: going to have to have the uh, he's going to have to have the the Congress behind him on that. But mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. suspect a trump win would would um suggest to me a great loss in in the uh congress of some of the globalists. so i can see that happening about you know and and i do hope that's the case
5: yeah i i really want him in in office but you know i i can't believe the the extent of the deception now just just the all-out evil i mean them saying that he he's dropping out of the race i mean how can they even say that Exactly. it's mean, just the blatant lies they they tell the American people. I mean, it's it's you know, beyond me, but it's it's all part of the deception. It's all a part, you know, the, the, of yep. the times we're in. So.
2: During the primaries, uh, Ted Cruz spread a rumor at the Iowa before the Iowa caucus that Ben Carson was dropping out of the race. Right, when he had him, and that was a tactic. You see, the the left and the anti-Trump right using against him now. So. Um, the tactics are are the same. And yeah, and,
5: the, and I don't know why I'm startled, sirs. I, I, I you know I should I should not be surprised at any of it, but it's just so blatant. It is so t- satanic, and, and and you know people are gullible. Just just like the the, the poll I just shared with you. I mean, <clears throat> Barney Fife is what we need, and, and we're, we're we're getting something that I don't I don't understand. No matter how savvy I think I am. I don't understand this militarization of anything.
1: So. Yeah. Well, I, I we totally agree with you on that. Now we, we understand that we understand the need for protection for our police, the offensive sure. use, you know, uh, that goes beyond the pale is something totally different. Uh, but God bless you. Thank you so much. What what a great call. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Have a good Keep night. in touch. Call again. God, God, God bless. bless you. All right. We're going to go next to Troy in South Carolina. Okay, that's Troy in South Carolina. You're up on the Hagman and Hagman Report. By the way, phones to line up is 844 769 2944. Troy, go
0: ahead, sir. Hey, Doug and Joe. Kanye Lake Troy. Ooh, oh, like that's right. Guys, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I just want to give two movie plugs. Gary's America, very excellent. And you've got to see Free State of Jones based on a true story of a guy that fought in the Confederacy and he saw everything that was going on, how they were using the poor farmers to fight for the rich plantation owners and decided to um, take a bunch of uh, runaway slaves with them. They were tired of the the whole broadbeat. And you can see how the DNC was formed and how uh, the, the treachery that we see today and, and what they're doing. So those are two movies. Free State okay, of Jones, w- everybody.
1: W- wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, say that slowly free again. State Free? Three. Or three. The number three? Yeah,
0: free, free. No, no. Free as a freedom. Free. Okay,
1: free. Yeah?
0: Yeah, Free State of Jones.
1: Okay. And uh, the other and one was what?
0: Hillary's America.
1: Hillary's America. All right. All right. It's I thought you said we get the Bernies brother. there for a minute. Okay.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: no, my brother, my brother and I, and our parents went and seen it, and um, the next day, my mom and dad told us that they were leaving, and it was an older couple that had seen it with them, and they said they were Democrats, and he said after they saw that movie, they couldn't believe it, and they said they're both going to vote for Trump. They finally, their eyes got opened.
1: Interesting. All right. Yeah. All right. We're we're going to check that. We're going to check this out and report back. Free state of Jones, right? Free state of Jones. Right. And then Hillary's America, of course. Hillary's America is is one that's uh, that we you know we're familiar with, but uh, the other one we're going to check out. All right, brother. Well, that's great. Uh, Okay.
0: Listen, if I let you go, I know you get some of those uh, angry moments there, Doug, and I'm with you, but. Chris Matthews is a turd, the way he treated Charles <laughs> mother. And I brother, give me five minutes with him behind a barn, and let me slap some common sense into him, because he's a total turd for how he tore into her. Total turd. You,
1: you know, he is a, as far as I'm concerned, a typical... Uh, metrosexual that, that uh, would uh, would really wet himself, you know. Hey, look, Matthews is. <laughs> he, I, I'm going to tell you something. Matthews is a stooge, and he knows it. He's a sellout. He, he's uh, as far as I'm concerned, and and you know, he's a pseudo uh, pseudo journalist. So you're right, brother. All right, man. We're gonna we're gonna hold down Kanye. Kanye, like one of these days, we're gonna have coffee. All right, brother.
0: All right,
1: take care, everybody. Thanks, man. All right, man. All right, we're going to go next to Mary Ellen. Mary Ellen, uh, I got to press the right button. See, that's why I'm not allowed to have. That's why I'm not allowed to lot not allowed to operate these things. I'm doing it because Joe can. not Mary Ellen from Maryland, Hi. you're up. Hey.
6: Hi. I wanted to mention Larry Nichols, who did the Clinton Chronicles video and got he was the one that was instrumental in getting bill clinton impeached yep. and now he's trying to help block hillary's ascendancy um he he just came out with a new video last week that is really a an answer to solving some of the issues of what is going on in Washington, D.C. It's called State's Rights. It's actually called Revolution 2.0, based right. on what our founding fathers did. And uh, the video is $20. You download it straight to your computer. It's nineteen ninety nine actually. And I didn't know if I'd be allowed to give the website for it.
1: Sure, yeah, go ahead. We're very familiar with Larry Nichols. We've had him on our program. Uh, Larry Wonderful. Nichols, go ahead. What's the website?
6: Yes, it's www.statesrights, both of them with, you know, plural video. So www.statesrights.video. And uh, what you do is you put in your credit card, you put in an email and password, and then it is yours through the Vimeo account, and uh, you can show it any time you want by logging in.
1: All right. Well, we appreciate that.
6: Yeah, Larry's recommending you watch it three times so you familiarize yourself with it, and then between now and the election, try to show it at least twice a month to other people to spread the word we were really disappointed today we thought we thought North Carolina was going to really go forward with a, you know exerting their rights like Colorado did with the marijuana issue Arizona went into the federal court with their immigration and got shot down and now Governor McCrory with the voter ID is planning to appeal to the Supreme Court and that sure. just sets precedent for you know nobody will be allowed to require voter ID
1: well so. yes yes and you i'm sure you've heard on our program the uh the the uh um uh, the fictitious aspect of uh the supreme court uh judicial supremacy the exactly. second precedent. you know i mean it, it's it's not what people believe it is but nonetheless there's a massive brainwashing that has taken place but 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 you're right um and and the and I truly believe and and Mary Ellen let me let me ask you a question here do you believe based on everything you're seeing right now that um uh, I mean there's obviously going to be election fraud but do you believe that Hillary Clinton could pull off election fraud or enough you know chicanery to take the white house
6: absolutely absolutely and if and if Mr. Trump does not consult with Larry Nichols, Larry is so frustrated right now at the mistakes he's making. He's saying there's no way he's going to be able to catch up and win and he I mean Larry wrote the book on or the rule book on the Clinton plan to become the most powerful couple in world history at the yep. global level and they are progressing through that plan the 86 plan and they're just about to the end of it and who better to break that code book than the one that wrote it and so yeah. you know i wish we could get i wish we could get mr trump to take some lessons
1: well yeah um and i think that uh, joe I, I i mean i i, I know I know some things. But I'll just say this. I, I do believe that that, uh, that that Trump's aware of a lot of things, including the the uh, Nichols playbook, but perhaps not to the extent he should be. So there is some hope there. Yeah. Whether or not he can prevail over the criminality is, is a totally separate issue. But, Marilyn, thank you so much. Really appreciate the call. Mm. I
6: appreciate your show a lot. Thank you. God Bye. bless.
1: Thank you so much. All right. Again, going by the length of time, we're going to go to Nick in Florida. Nick, the musician. Nick, the musician in Florida. Nick, you're up.
7: Doug, you can say this with me three times fast. No, know you can. Evangelpreneur, evangelpreneur, evangelpreneur. Go try. It. He, you know,
1: look, bro, brother, I am so tired. All I'm right. not even going to try. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to say right. Nick the musician three times. How's that?
7: I'm going to get off you. <laughs> Anyways, your, your callers are amazing. They are touching on so many things. Now, the thing with Hillary, there is no way that this thing with Trump wanting to or suggesting that he is going to step down, there's no way. Trump is not a loser. He doesn't like to lose. He's not a quitter. quitter. He likes to win. That goes totally against what his personality is. I don't believe that for a second.
2: I, mean, he would I agree quit with himself.
7: that.
1: No. Okay, but and but the, but the, the stage is being set there, though. I mean, absolutely. is it not? Are we not, Yeah. So there's something, absolutely. something
7: going on, right? And and somebody saying, can Hillary control this? Well, look, if she's got her empty rallies that are that we don't see because of the way that they're um, changing what we're viewing on television, if she can do that, then she can definitely fraud her way into the White House. There's no, there's there's absolutely no way that she would have any uh, problem doing that as well, either.
2: Especially with the amount of uh, support she has from the satanic elite all the way down to their minions in the media.
7: Absolutely. And I wanted to give you guys a quick heads up, a little warning to all the listeners. I sent you guys an email about uh, my computer being remotely removed off sleep mode. Remember that yes. email I sent to you? Yes. Okay. I talked or contacted with Matt Peterson from Daily Crow. Yep. He seems to think that that is old technology. They ha- are able to do that, and they are able to remotely access your computers, people, whether they are on active mode, you know, on mode or sleep mode. Probably the only way to not have people have these, uh, have them access your computers, probably if your computer was off. So just as a warning, we know all our emails are tracked, all our texts are tracked, phone calls, everything. So if they can remotely access your computer and turn it from sleep mode to on mode, something's on. And we're all on lists. They all know who are communicating with each other. So they're on to us just like we're on to them. It's kind of a cat and mouse game.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And And, and I, look, um, I've had my experiences with the uh, uh, NSA or, or... yeah, I mean the NSA, the Utah uh, uh data recording center and, and uh mm-hmm. but in, in you know but, but people don't apparently people don't uh there's a segment of the population out there that that just have they, they say oh you're not that important for uh the NSA to track you or for whatever. But the bottom line is we're all, you're right, we're all being tracked, we're all being uh, surveilled, we're all being monitored.
7: I mean, that right. one, man doesn't, make a, one yeah. man doesn't make a difference how, how, how about john the baptist how about christ himself yes one person can make a difference and it's like you said it's strength in numbers absolutely
1: yep
7: it absolutely amen is. joe your comment earlier about your faith that really touched me okay and i wanted people to to make sure that they realized <laughs> the importance of what you said about your faith and by the way, thank you for the opportunity um last week the week before on 720 to pray for others to receive Christ. That was one of bo- one of the most best experiences of my entire life to do that.
2: Oh, absolutely. Thank you. And um okay guys. But Yeah, thank I'm you, people.
7: Yeah, I'll let you go. All right guys. Take care. God bless right. and receive Christ people. Receive the blood of Christ in Jesus name. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Take care.
1: Uh,
7: Thanks guys. God
1: Something just happened here. I you uh,
7: I'm here
1: okay hang, hang on just uh, okay there we go wow I, I
2: lost I, I, I lost my uh, <laughs> alright right. thanks Nick Thanks, Nick. alright before we take any more callers we're gonna we're gonna be going to a break soon so we don't want to give anybody okay you know, we got William so. and Jeff William hang in there brother Jeff hang in there Okay, and folks if you want to call in there's uh, still some time 844 769 2944 Let's say it together. Okay,
1: ready?
3: Eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. Wow. <laughs> er, 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 Did you hear what Eric said? No, because do he doesn't who? do his
2: microphone, so you can't hear him. Oh, man. <laughs> All right.
1: So, yeah, what? What? You said you want to say something. Say it. Uh, it Joe, I'm talking to you. You said oh. you want to say something. Say it.
2: No, no. No, I said I just wanted to give out the numbers and I didn't want to take a call oh, before right, it was too late. Right. But on Drudge, um on the left hand side, as the first caller pointed out, Dawn of Chimera, inject animals with human cells. Right above that, Brain Hack, Warning. And that story is from, uh, yesterday where tiny implant could connect humans and machines like never before. They call it a neuro, neuroplant neuron plant, something like that, where they talk about some kind of particle dust um, that can connect your mind to machines, and I've been going over That's some of the new Health IT, um, Affordable Health Care Act rules and regulations and implementation plans, and there's some interesting stuff, folks, That uh, that is there. I finally printed all the sections out and we'll be going through them in the next few days. And hopefully we'll have something to report right. on, uh, next okay. week.
1: Well, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell everyone, folks, if you're not angry, righteously angry, you're not paying attention. We are being held captive. The yoke of tyranny is, well, it's tightening around our necks. Folks, we're going to be back with your calls, what's on your mind, 844-769-2944. We will be going to Jeff and William from Canada. I just want to let you know that we really appreciate each and every one of you, and thank you so much for your support and for telling others about this program. We really appreciate it. <laughs> You're listening to the Hagman and Hagman reports. We're taking your calls. We have a full bank of callers. We're going to be getting them right away. We want to thank you so much for your participation in the program. Oh, you know, real quick, just real quick before we get back to the calls, you know, the Cone, the Conspiracy of Silence video from France, it completely ignored by the mainstream Illuminati controlled mass media. Muslims screaming, Alua Akbar, stop a bus in France, set it on fire. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because a group of Muslims stop a bus, smash its windows, force its evacuation. Oh, I guess we should be thankful that they did that. Then set it ablaze with a Molotov cocktail all while screaming, Alua Akbar, well, this is coming to America in short order. In some ways, it's already here, but, uh yeah, silence, crickets. I don't hear Tom Hartman talking about it, Chris Matthews, Rachel Maddow, even Sean Hannity or Bill O'Reilly, and certainly not the Pope who believes that, uh hey, even fundamentalist Christians are, you know, well, you know what? Even like they ISIS. Yeah, they're ISIS. William in Canada, we're coming to you. Bill and William in Canada, Europe.
8: Hello, Doug and Joe, my honorable hey. friends. Um, I just like to put forth a, a few dates here that uh, where where significant things happened, uh, referring regarding the, con- the American Constitution that may be of help. I have to read these things four and five times over again before I have a a real good understanding, but. I've got somewhat of an understanding now. uh, I think in 1868, the American Constitution was shelved and uh, replaced by the Constitution of the United States, which is enforced now. Um, You're going to have to, everyone's going to have to do their research on all of this to to make sure I'm right, but I I think I am. And... um, Uh, That's why we're having so many difficulties uh, uh, in in the United States. Same in Canada as in the United States. It's the same script. So everything you tell me on your show applies to me up here as well. Um, So that's uh, something that I'd like to put uh, uh, forth. And then the uh, 1933, when uh, all Americans had to to, uh, give up their gold, um and that 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 was uh a big turning point uh and then nineteen thirty nine I think the 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 tax came in because of it and uh the same people that uh shelved the constitution in eighteen sixty eight uh were responsible for were responsible for this as well um also i'd like to uh um, Uh, put forth that uh, uh, the Canadian Constitution is not worth the paper it's written on because it has a notwithstanding clause in it. means that uh, you can put forth anything you want and they don't have to listen to you. They can just put the notwithstanding clause forth and ignore you totally. And this, comparing to the U.S. Constitution, where it's a real constitution and it actually protects the people but no one is using it down there and this is... uh, this seems very unusual to me. Uh, we don't have a Second Amendment in the Canadian Constitution. Otherwise, I'd be shooting the windows out of the courthouse every every day by now. Um, and uh, you have one, you can form a militia and uh, go against the foreign and domestic enemy on American soil. But no one is doing this, and it's totally beyond me. Um, also, uh, the U.S. Marshal. Has authority to walk into the White House and arrest uh, um, uh, the president for treason, which is obvious. He's doing this over and over again, but the U.S. Marshal is not doing it. So, um, the, these things um, I'd like to put forth um, uh, for people for to to consider. Um, Also, I'd like to uh, recommend uh, a book uh, called 50 Years in the Church of Rome by Father uh, Charles Chinnake, a renegade Jesuit priest. And if you can only read uh, chapters 59, 60, 61, and 62, it's free online, so the price is right. What was that book again? Uh, Pardon me? What was the name of
2: that book?
8: Yeah, 50 Years in the Church of Rome. It's okay. uh, written by Father uh, Charles uh, Chiniquy. C H I N I Q U O I. He's a Jesuit renegade uh, priest. And it it, 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 chapters 59, 60, 61, and 62. It's free online. And that'll tell you a lot about what happened um, uh, 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 during the Civil War and the effects of uh, all of what happened and causing the problems that are. Um, uh continuing to escalate uh, t- uh today so that's a good book to read also okay. in uh, closing i'd like to say that uh, uh america and canada uh have turned their backs on god and become a, and both have become a, a nation of sissy boy christians that uh uh uh, I have sold out for a 60-inch TV, a nice car, and uh, and, and for a few uh, paid vacation and perks uh, here and there. And they're not reading the King James Bible every day as they should be reading. There's no relationship with God. And without God's blessing, you cannot go into battle and expect to win anything.
1: So... um i just uh, truer words have never been spoken william you cannot you cannot um you have to be on god's side in order for god to be on your side in the righteous battle that we face you're exactly right
8: yeah, no if you, if you're not going to read the bible if you don't have a relationship with god through lord jesus the christ you're not going to have his blessing and his protection and you cannot do any battle against what's going on here so that's why I say it's a nation. Both America and Canada, uh, um, and other, in uh, other Christian nations, uh, uh, that were solid at one time, just turned into sissy boy, um, uh, sellout Christians, as I call them. And Amen, uh, brother, and you have to. And, and we're, we're both countries are paying the price now.
1: Yes, we are. And, uh, yes, we are. Yeah paying the
8: price. The court system in Canada is the same as in in the United States. It's the same script. What happened to Kent Hovind, Pastor Kent Hovind and Paul uh, Hansen in Florida is happening all through America and all through Canada as well. So it's the same script. So, uh...
5: Anything you can do
8: is read your Bible form and... Form a real good relationship with God, and He's going to protect you from all of this, and He's going to give you a, a clear mind so you can cope with all of it. And uh, I don't think there's too much you can do about it, but uh, you can be protected.
1: We we must we must fight the uh, the battle is up to us. The result is up uh, to God. And the next time I'm up in Canada, William, I'll buy you a Tim Hortons coffee. How's that sound?
8: Look forward to it, sir.
1: All right, brother. Thank you Thank so much you for the receive. call. All Thank right. You. God bless. Great information. All right. Next we go to Jeff. Jeff in mass. Jeff, welcome back. What's Thank on you your very mind? Much,
9: Doug and Joe. Well, you know what? The thing is, I think it's Rick Wells' or Steve Quayle who said, Watch out when God starts pulling the watchman off the air. I believe we hit the point. To, to where the watchmen are being led to, to, to get off the air, because, you see, we're already gone. And I'll tell you why. It's just a matter of time. And, and, I, and I love your show, and I love shortwave radio. I love the medium of alternative radio. But let's just be blunt. We are a ghetto, just like the Warsaw Ghetto before the Nazis came in and slaughtered the Jews. This is what's going to happen. The national police force has has been done in communist countries we are we are turning into a hardcore communist country they will come in the national police they i i believe there'll be speech codes against churches national speech codes against churches radio shows the media and if and if you disobey these speech codes they will come in shut you down and it'll just get more and more brutal to where the national police will come into the church drag the pastor out beat beat the heck out of him make him disappear and then it'll go from that to skinning pastors alive. And well, I then, guarantee and you, second, was, uh,
1: Jeff. I let me make a promise to you and every person listening out there. It'll make right. for good radio because you're going to hear, see, uh, on YouTube and hear on on Global Star a heck of a fight because one of us. I mean, <clears throat> they come to pull me out. Yes. They come. They come to pull me out. Uh, I guarantee you, there will be well there will be carnage
9: but but all they have to do is flip a switch and they'll shut off i I have a friend of mine from angola who told me that when angola turned communist the first thing they did was they shut off the communications all the communications were shut off and then the police went from local police to military police to national police and the national police were foreigners They, they, they couldn't even speak the language of that country I mean, people I mean, basically people were slaughtered, and that's what's coming to this country, especially if Hillary gets in, if Donald Trump gets in, you will see a rebellion to, to, where, if, to where if you're a white guy, it, it, won't, it will not be safe to walk down the streets. They will agitate the Black Lives Matter people. There will be communist revolution in the streets of America. Black and Hispanic conservatives will not be safe. I I mean, if you study communist countries, this is real. The East German Stasi—that's real—and and you know what? When, I believe federal agents will tell pastors: Look, go by the guidelines. We will have paid monitors in your church to make sure you go by the guidelines. The guidelines is you don't criticize the government, you don't, you, you don't, you don't talk against abortion. I mean, and you don't, and especially don't criticize the government. Ordinary people will be paid informants. That's where the gang stalking comes in. They are they are conditioning people to be paid informants, and and they'll and they will sit in churches, and they'll sit on trains, they'll sit on buses, everywhere that you can. There'll be speech codes in the workplace. I'm not trying to put out a spirit of fear, but you see, we are not ready for it whatsoever. But and, and
1: what but we can. But look, we got them outnumbered. I understand that, Jeff. But, but I'm going to tell you something. We still have that, that, that fight within us. We still have the, uh, I believe the imperative to fight. I believe that, uh, uh, yeah, th- there may be spies and there are spies among us even today, listening to, watching everything we do and say. <clears throat> but, you know what? That's not going to stop me from talking. And yeah, they pull the plug. We're going to find a different Neither. route. But,
9: but you, see, I'm, I'm gonna wrap it up with this because I know there's other callers. But you see, it's the older people. I, I mean, the older people from, 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 uh, from my age, which is 45 on up, we have the fire. But you see, when, when, when you hit the 20 year olds, especially in Massachusetts where I'm from, they will cave into the government. And, and, and you see, I I I believe that, that 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 there are very good conservatives out there and good Christians out there like, like Jesse Lee Peterson and, and Colonel Alan West and wonderful people at like like a Lupe Lu Lupe, Lupe Morano right. people like right. that. But you see, the thing is there's very few people like that, and and, as we're bringing in illegal immigrants, those are going to be the foot soldiers that're that are they gonna be battle hardened to fight in the streets. Just think revolution in the streets that's how every capitalist country turns communist.
0: Thank you
1: all right, brother thanks, Jeff. all right now we're gonna to come to we're gonna go to emmy Emmy in Iowa hang on a minute let, let me make sure I hit the right... There, there we go sorry emmy <laughs> i I I, I, Hi, how you doing?
10: Hi. good. I love your show. I am from a military family. My father was a thirty-year Marine sergeant, and I have a lot to share. I was a people don't know for your listeners out there. The two points I just want to make: I was uh, working for a globalist uh, corporation for fifteen years. I was a corporate clothing designer at headquarters. One day, I was working seventy hours a week. One day my boss started messing with me about me attending church and this is at the uh in Minneapolis, the company up there that now lets transgenders. I was on their design team. And um I said to her, I said, Well, I'm one of them. And she started cursing me as a because I was a Christian and I said to her, Christina, I said, Um, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I lost my career within two weeks I was locked out of the building and um, attorneys wouldn't touch it and I'm the reason I'm sharing this is people do not know how close we are to that point for all of us losing everything
1: wow and okay when was this Emmy?
10: <laughs> actually that was back in 2002 the globalists have been at this for some time if you were The, the, the thing that the guy was just talking about, about politically correct speech. Yes. All they found out, I was hauled into HR. And this is a company that if a lot of women are out there, they love to shop at this company. And I lost my entire career because they found out I was a Christian. I didn't have time to talk to people. I was working 60, 65
1: hours a week. Okay, so just so I'm getting this straight. You did mm-hmm. nothing. You, you didn't proselytize or, no. or, you know, okay. you, no, you I were just
10: almost 70 hours a week. I didn't right. have crosses or anything. I had nothing in my cube. Um, in fact, people came by and the designers would stop and they go, oh, your cube looks very zen. I didn't have time. I didn't have time for okay. lunch. However, what I, <laughs> what I said to the HR person, I said, look, I said, get your piece, piece of paper or whatever you want to do. I said, in two weeks, you're going to walk me out of here and let me tell you what's going on. And I said, at lunch, there are Satanists, there are witches, many many homosexuals on on my floor in the design department. And I said, and I am prepared to lose everything I have worked for for the last 15 years because I'm telling you this, I am not going to deny Christ. And I was walked out of that building. I really, truly was.
1: Can you you tell us what company this was? May I tell
10: you? is it you may target target
1: gee whiz
10: I was on there <laughs> knock me team. over with a feather <laughs> yeah and, and so when you do the math I was then earning 60, 55, 60 a year had I continued working I would by now have earned three quarters of a million dollars I live on 11,000 a year now and I'm blackball
1: well I Emmy mean, I'll tell you something uh
10: But the point I want to make, and I'm two points. Guys out there in the military, I had friends who were in special forces. You guys have known for some time. I feel like a mom pointing my finger at you guys right now. You guys know what's going on. You're prepared to die on the battlefield, but you're not prepared to die here and tell the truth about what you know. And I'm calling you guys to do what's right because you know what's right. And you have information that we need out there. You're going to die on the battlefield, but you won't die here for the truth. And that's from a Marine Sergeant's daughter.
1: <laughs> can, 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 I, can I ask Emmy how old you are? Is I'm it, 63. Is that, is that, 63.
7: All right.
1: Yes. The, the reason I'm asking, first of all, you sound young, very young. But
10: Well, when I did my work, I had to be around young kids. Yet my research kept me really, I had to learn the language. And right. I have been a teacher. Believe it or not, I've been teaching English as a second language, and I stepped out of that for everything else we're talking about.
1: <laughs> well, well, you know what? I, I, I don't want to make age an issue, but, but here we have a an unapologetic Christian woman that mm-hmm. that are you're putting many Christian men, including Christian pastors, to shame. By your actions and by your I mean, how great is this? Thank you for everything you've done and for making that stand and and for being an example, whether you're sixty three thirty six or but thank you. Well see thank you.
10: But people don't understand. Um, I started studying Hitler in the Third Reich when I was thirteen. I didn't become a Christian until I was nineteen. long short story. If you anybody wants to go online and look at the timeline of what happened in Hitler's Day, go on to the um, Virtual Holocaust Museum and look at the timeline. And what begins to happen, like the, the caller before said we're in the ghetto, they're getting ready to put us in the ghetto right now. People are going to start losing their jobs, guys. Men and women, you guys have to know this could happen tomorrow. Because yep. all that they did wow. was find out that I went to church. They didn't have anything against me other than they found out I went to church. And for those of you, you working, living in uh, in uh, New York, I worked for the Lord and Taylor line, and I went around the, the world first class. I flew on corporate jets. I was an executive, you guys.
4: Mm.
10: So. But wow. my challenge is for the people who could be, quote, whistleblowers and they're afraid of losing their pensions. Yes. You're not going to have a pension, guys. Period. You're not going to have it anyway. So do what's right. In the name of God, do what's right. I beg you. Amen. My Carol. father died because, yeah. My, di- my father died of Agent Orange.
1: Oh.
10: And he gave his life. So I challenge you guys
1: Challenge made in in men (laughs) Men Who are in the government Who are in the know Speak Mm -hmm. up Speak Mm up
10: And mom Your kids are going to be taken away from you And separated Read what happened at the concentration camps It's the same playbook Nothing is new
1: That's true Emmy, thank you so much for the call. God, yes. God bless you. <laughs> you, you, you. God bless you. Wow. Thank you.
10: All right. Well, the Lord has returned his joy to me, but thank you so much for letting me share this.
1: Wow. Thank you
10: so much. I love you guys. Thanks. And I pray for your protection. That's what I do now. I'm one of the people out here just praying for your protection. My number well, one we, thing for you. I love you.
1: We appreciate it. We <laughs> really do. Well, what a great yes. call. Thank you, Emmy. God bless.
10: Thanks a lot.
8: Bye.
1: All right, we're we're going to Lars and then Dave and then
2: out. We got four minutes, four or five minutes.
1: All right, Lars, you you're up. Uh, let's do two minutes yes, here sir. if we can.
3: How are you doing, bud? Yes, sir. I just wanted to give a a message of uh, just encouragement and that God provides, He promotes, and He protects. And I ask God, you just touch that lady that just spoke, Lord, in Jesus' name. And and not only do we need to saddle up We need to strike battle blows And I'm talking to the the, the, the gates of hell To Satan, Lucifer and all his cronies But truly I'm full of the power By the Spirit of the Lord And of judgment and of might To declare unto Jacob his transgressions And to Israel his sins uh, Listeners, go to the book of Micah And read Micah um, Many, many people in the body of Christ Have unforgiveness God will not Forgive that. So I just speak to the people that are dealing with this. And it's, it's Leviathan is the, the, uh, in the book of Job, Job 41, it says that can, canest thou draw out Leviathan with a hook or his tongue with a cord, which thou lettest down. And what that spirit is, is, um, he beholdeth all things, all high things. He is the king over all the children of pride. And I speak to the body of Christ like never before. And you have got to repent. And I rebuke that spirit of Leviathan right now in the name of Jesus. I break your powers over the listeners. And I ask God in Jesus' name, just like with Katie, Lord, that your spirit will just teach these people how to repent and turn back from you, Lord. Turn back to you, Lord. Get away from the evil. Resist the devil, and he will flee. And in the book of Micah, uh 1 Kings 22, if your listeners can read that, Micah literally means who is like Yahweh. And I am telling you that the things that, that God has having me do in the last few days, last few weeks, last few months, has been incredible. So I ask God, touch this place like never before in King Jesus' name. Amen. Lars, God bless you. Thanks for the call. To be fair, we got to cut you
1: Hallelujah. loose. All right. Thanks, Lars. All right, we're going to go to Dave right now. Dave from Florida, you're up. you got about uh, oh, Four two, minutes. Minutes, uh, two and a half minutes by my clock. Go ahead, sir.
11: Hello, hello, Joe, uh, Joe and Doug. How you doing? Everything all right? Uh,
1: let me check. Well, yeah, everything looks good.
11: That, that's a stupid question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just so tongue-tied and everything, Doug and Joe. You know me for a long time. I've been saying everything with this abomination and what he's going to be doing. I can't believe what's going on. I can only say to the people out there, we don't know what God is going to do. Like that gentleman just said, we got to repent, stay pure in the sight of God. He can put invisible, uh, angels around us. He can put them around the house and protect the whole house. We don't know what's going to go on. We don't, uh, we don't know if, uh, that, that volcano under, uh, in Wyoming or wherever, uh, you know, out there is going to go off. We don't know what's going to go off.
1: But we don't I know if we're going to have a, a stroke tonight or hit by a bus. It just it, we don't know. That's right.
11: Uh, I'd like to say, uh, Joe and Doug, also, uh, I'm really ticked off at this pope. I'm Catholic, everybody, so no, I'm not bashing. I am a Catholic. I'm just, like, really pissed off at this pope. I think he's, like, way out. I think he's the false prophet. I'm sorry about it. That's the way it goes. But uh, the other thing I want to just say is Islam is a religion of Satan. I have it on my shirt. And... uh According to what that somebody had said, I think there was somebody, that guy that I told you, uh, Doug, that, uh, got mad at me. He said, uh, that offends me. A Catholic said that to me in the church, that I had that on my shirt. Islam is of Satan. And on the front it said, Jesus is the Lord. But he got, and I'm saying, you know, after that, all of a sudden there was a lot of, uh, police. That was interacting with me, coming around in different places. It was, it was weird. And I, before I even heard this tonight, whoever said that, it was funny because I almost had a feeling, I'm saying, I wonder if this guy said anything to the authorities about me because I had this on my shirt. But anyway, it doesn't matter, but I'm just saying. And the other thing is that yes, I do listen to you. Yes, they do take over your, the computer. Yes, when I was in New York, they took over my computer in 2012 when I was listening to you guys on my landline phone. I had weird, uh some people would call, they would just listen and I would like say stuff and then they would hang up. So the other thing is, I wanna say, I, I'm sorry I gotta speak so quick, Joe and Doug, I'm glad you that you're doing the Lord's work you have, you really are doing the Lord's work what you're doing out there and you guys got guts above all. Let me just say, you, you, you just, you're doing the Lord's work and I want to say also, Islam is of Satan. Freak you Islamics, there's no way that I, you're going to take me alive. There's no way I'm going to give up my weapon. You got to implant this in your head and you got to have me thinking about it all the time because if they take your weapons away, you're dead. You are dead. So you might as well go down just like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. You know, go down like them. Go out like them and always, just say Jesus.
1: They were always entertaining, brother. I mean, always, uh, always full of, uh, of of vim and vigor. Let me tell you, it's uh, you, the you're last right. thing
11: I gotta say. Joe and Doug, Joe and Doug, please. Uh, pig's blood. Think pig's blood. The guys in Texas <laughs> is love putting pig's blood on the bullets. We, it's the one weapon that these psychos fear so much. We must think pig's blood in anything that we might be able to make.
1: We used to sell, okay. uh, D- Dave. We used to sell pins that had uh, dried pig's blood in it, huh? and uh, oh, yeah, it's a long time ago. But but the company said, "Nah, we 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 are not going to make it anymore." Dave, got to cut you loose. God bless. Stay God bless. safe. I love Thank you. you. All right, you brother. Stay safe. Uh, You know, yeah, we used to sell uh, pens that had pig blood, uh, pig's blood in the uh, cartridge. And the company that made them said, no, we can't do this anymore. And of course, that was so, and that, that was before, you know, everyone got offended over everything else. So anyway, tomorrow night, Steve Quayle, Steve Quayle on Russia, World War III, where we're at. Look, tell a friend about tomorrow night. Tell a friend about this program. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Say hello to Eric the Tech. He's lonely over there in his Starship Enterprise his seat. And and uh, just, you know, never forget who you are. And oh.
2: never forget that you are here for a reason. If you missed yesterday's show, listen to the third hour. Henry Groover joined us. Yes. It's a must-listen. All
1: right. God bless, until tomorrow, stay safe.